Petersfield's Shine Radio. Well, welcome to September, our garden podcast for September. I'm here with Anne-Marie Powell and we're going to be talking all things September. Isn't September one of your favourite months? I do love it. I do love it. It's so divine because the light is really special. It's still warm. You can still kind of have supper out in the garden. So, but it's just, it's just on the cusp, isn't it, of the end of end of summer and going into the autumn? Yeah, you're absolutely right about the light because it's something I look forward to throughout the year, pretty much. I mean, I love spring. I just think it's my favourite season of the year. But coming just out of summer when you're all feeling a bit like oh gosh it's not too far until the nights draw in and things like that but the light is just stunning it's lovely takes my breath away sometimes yeah and where we live it's lovely you know oh absolutely all of the colors of the trees i mean the hangers Mm. just turn different colors don't they it's Mm. just so beautiful and all around about the villages you've got things like euonymus that's just turning so parotias so many shrubs just giving you that extra bit of fire at the end of the year just when the sun shines through those leaves doesn't it just look magnificent yeah makes you glad to be alive doesn't it yeah that time of day when it's sort of five and six in the evening uh it's just yeah it's magic hour isn't it that's why it's called yeah and that is why it's called the magic hour absolutely glorious Yeah. yeah so september in the garden September in the garden there's a lot of work to do this is where the hard work starts and you know what I've been looking forward to it Mm. because I kind of I do enjoy the summer but I'm not very good at sitting in the garden and just you know deadheading and watering and now we've got so much to do there's so much to eat (laughs) starters like those gluts how many more tomatoes can I give to my neighbours So we need to get a shimmy on and just kind of get all of that veg just kind of into our freezers for the months ahead. And also, if you were clever enough to kind of start sowing some seed back in August, we need to get all of that seed in the ground, don't we? Yes. So, you know, those vegetables that you can grow, and I'm sure that you'll be able to get them from the garden centres around here as well. So just as seedlings, like things like kale. I've got some kohlrabi that I've just sown. So onion sets. I haven't grown onions for about 20 years, but I've got a renewed vigour and interest in doing that. Garlic. Yes, I was going to say, onions and garlic, yeah. And and brassicas too, like all the brassicas, the kales, the cabbages. So there's plenty that we can still be putting in. And if you've got bare earth, of course, we should be thinking about green manure, shouldn't we? Yes, absolutely. Don't want bare earth. It's the devil's stuff, that. So (laughs) creates work for you, just all the weeds that come up out of anything bare. So a green manure... Just throw the seeds in and then dig it in when you're bored of it. Yeah, because there's nothing more depressing than looking out in your garden in November, December, January, February, and it just being mud and bare. So, yes, it's a good idea to put some some green manure in, definitely. It's good for all the wildlife as well. Mm. So when those flowers go to seed, then you're just feeding all of the kind of ecosystem and biodiversity in all of our gardens that if we're all gardening 
then they can really kind of make a huge great space for wildlife just to enjoy can't they okay. i know you're a great fan of wildlife i love it yeah absolutely it's so important i think our garden's got a our lawn particularly has got a few more weeds on than than it possibly should have but i love them yeah because we get the bees and you get all the little flies in it and, and the butterfly and it's just it's important do you know so jules important. and i are having a super massive fight about our lawn at the moment <laughs> because it is that time of year where all of the lawn maintenance really comes into play isn't it and our lawn is so bumpy it's just completely and do you know what Jules and I we're having a bit of a scrap about our lawn at the moment it's just you know our lawn is small but it's so bumpy and uneven and he really wants to make sure that it's top dressed this year and level it all off but I quite like it being sort of uneven and a bit sort of ramshackle so you know I don't want a striped lawn but I think that's the difference sometimes between men and women and it is a bit threadbare and I suppose once it's done maybe I'll appreciate his efforts I mean he's going to get a whole load of top dressing so and just cover the whole of the area so I know you were talking about seeing bare earth Mm. we are going to see some bare earth for a fair few weeks but we need to do it quite soon otherwise all of the seeds that we throw on on top and just rake through is not going to have time to germinate I was going to ask you yeah so would you really prefer to do that early on in September then so it's got time whilst it's still warm absolutely but September can be so variable as well, can't it? I mean, some Septembers it's balmy and warm and gorgeous and other times it's just chucking it down. Yeah. So, And we just don't know what's happening with the weather at all anymore, do we? So, no. so it might be that we'll have to, you know, get the hose on it if we can or lots and lots of watering cans up and down. It's a good job it's small. <laughs> A bit of a workout. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing, no, is it? I true. mean, gardening does keep us fit and healthy. That's very true. And blimey, true. I've really needed that this summer. So, you know, just to keep out there and keep on exercising all the way through this COVID. And I think that's the thing, actually. Lots of people have turned to gardening because they've been home more and hopefully have been enjoying it. So if you're listening to this, you know, keep going. There's lots of things you can still do in the autumn and in the winter, you know, not necessarily out in the garden and in the winter but planning and having some ideas and writing down you know thoughts for what you want to do for next year so it and is it, an interesting time of year yeah for that. there's always things to be done so you know mm. you've got your compost heap to turn if, if you've got an open heap you've got all of your pruning to be done as well so and of course there's tons to do right now with all of your borders your flowering beds so is there any jobs that you are looking forward to doing are, are there any jobs that you really hate and you just know that you have to do it for the good of the garden itself yeah I mean that's that's what slightly I find September quite daunting for all its loveliness and its light things are dying back and it needs pruning and and everything's just grown it was grown like crazy this summer so um my it's slightly daunting when I look out the garden and I think oh right I need to tidy that up like strawberries which have gone crazy and they've sent their runners out and I I think it's important to to try and pot some of those runners up or put them in the ground you know over winter but equally I don't need them all we have quite a large strawberry patch um so that's sort of quite daunting because that is fiddly work yeah I know what you mean you can get a bit of kind of garden overwhelm mm. actually can't you yeah. and I think I think Claire I'm going to give you permission not to beat yourself up too much if you don't get all of the jobs done because you know mother nature she she does keep on going about her business and sometimes I think that gardens can look actually even nicer if they're left to go a little bit wild and you can always catch up mm. so you That's know true. it is only gardening so it's not life or death no that so. is true <laughs> That's true. and if you're not enjoying it 
don't bother. So, you know, yeah. there's some jobs that you are forced to do, aren't they? Because you know that they're going to benefit you later. So, but I think, I think the answer to this September kind of frenzy of jobs is just to do little and often and that's when you find joy in it and certainly you know I'm at work all day so but I just enjoy at least 15 minutes a day so of just pottering about just makes me feel so much better it's so good for your head and when you're kind of going around your jobs in the autumn and you've got things to do like dividing perennials plants for free isn't it so, oh it's fantastic you know yeah, it's really really great so though, what's yeah. i think that's a lovely job to be able to do so just plants for free but i think i think also i i don't know about you i'm a bit of a miss havisham with my borders so i quite enjoy seeing the beauty in the dead mm. do you <laughs> no possibly not <laughs> I thought you were going to say you'd like to see the cobwebs in the autumn. I do like it. But if you've cut everything back and you've divided all your perennials, then there's nothing for those spiders to hang around That's in, is true. there? That's true. And actually, also, to, to keep seed heads. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things you can, you can obviously, you know, capture your seeds to then grow for next year. So, that, yes, yeah. you're right. There's an awful lot of yeah. good to be kept for that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's mm. loads of things that you can do with seed. I mean, if what the birds don't eat, you know, sunflower seeds, I shall mm. be toasting some of those because mm. a lot of my varieties, they don't come back at you from seed. So yeah. I don't particularly want to collect all of those. So... And um, there's nothing nicer than toasted sunflower seeds just put in the bottom of a warm oven for a bit. Bit of salt. That's a good idea. Delicious. That's and a with a, a house full of men, I need to keep them fed. So it's good protein too. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> You'll take them out the head first though. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, you can collect seed. They make amazing presents, don't they, mm, for people? That's so, a good idea, yes. And I think there's nothing nicer. So... Um, with lots of my friends I'll stick some in an envelope and post them out to people and people will post them back to me and it's just divine because when you get to sowing them next spring so it means that those plants are always going to remind you of that person that took that time so so easy to do collect to collect seed thing. yeah that's a lovely thing to do how do you do it so I, I tend to collect sweet pea seeds because mm-hmm. I always have sweet peas in the garden and my youngest daughter and I tend to go out when they've all dried up and then she'll sit very carefully and, and pod them so she'll get the dried seeds out so I put them in a brown paper bag and just leave them there until I actually I'm terrible I usually plant sweet peas too late in the season um I think you're supposed to plant them before Christmas is that well this year I am going to do it three times so I'm going to sow in October because you can sow them in autumn okay but I'm also going to sow them the My Real Garden gang that that I I hang out with a lot on Instagram we're all going to sow them on Boxing Day that's if I'm not too hungover or drunk so that's ambitious <laughs> and then also in March so and I just it's going to be an interesting experiment because you know there are so many ways to skin cats isn't there and and with gardening there's so many books around that are telling you what to do but those the plants don't read those books ever do they so you know so and I want to see what happens from sowing three times not loads of them mm. so I don't want to create work for myself but maybe if I just grow six seeds at those different times and just look after those and see which are the best that's so, interesting. So yeah. you're going to put them in a, in a greenhouse or in a, a cold frame? We don't or, or have inside. a greenhouse. It's on my Christmas list. Yeah. So um, you can put them outside. Mm. So I shall do that. But I will also bring some on, the spring ones, earlier as well. So, um, But I do plan to get a greenhouse. That's a really good thing. That's I want one of those tall grow frames because this year my garden 
was just completely, I mean, I was busying around in it like crazy, but my kitchen rather than my garden, the whole of the floor was covered in seed trays, the whole mm. of the kitchen table. And I need to this year try and get it out of my house. Yeah, that's a good plan. So, uh, do you have a greenhouse? I, now I have a little side cold frame. Yeah, thing. and that's what I had, one of those zip yeah. up ones. Yeah. And yeah. that's been brilliant. You know, don't get me wrong, I've appreciated that. But I quite like the look of them as well. Oh, I've got such greenhouse envy with my neighbours who have a beautiful natural wood greenhouse and I just it's just looks stunning throughout yeah. the year it looks stunning I mean they sit in there and they have a glass of wine you know yeah. my garden's not <laughs> a big enough thing to do. that no, but wouldn't it be isn't... lovely to grow some absolutely yeah. beautifully massive tomatoes mm. so and just get a head start yeah. on yeah. The, on the season it would be divine so yeah so I'm planning on um yeah collecting some sweet pea seed as well mm. but the other things I don't mind if, if um they just strew themselves around the garden yeah. the only the only seeds that I will collect is this year I have so enjoyed I grew a lot of annuals in lockdown, so it's just so great to plant that seed of hope, isn't it? Yeah. So, but there's been some things that I've enjoyed more than others. So you can see that my zinnia envies are still flowering, and they'll continue to flower all the way through until October, if I'm lucky. Just keeping on deadheading. But to be honest, zinnias to me, they should be bright and brash and brazen and sort of slattens of the garden. So, And the tasteful green has just been a little bit meh <laughs> for me. So I'm not going to bother with those. But I have really enjoyed my um, Rodolphia, which is like an electric sort of yellow. And also the Dorcas. So I love the sort of ornamental carrot. So I shall be collecting seed of that and just posting the Rodolphia and the Dorcas all over the country. <laughs> so just a little bit of AMP in my friends' gardens and I hope they'll reciprocate. I think that's a lovely idea. So, it's a really nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. So um and then things that so that self sow around the place. That's a joy, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I let the parsley go to seed every year and then it just goes crazy in my front yeah. garden. It's fab. It just springs up here, there and everywhere and you've got you've got it there to, you know, use when you want to. You can always edit it as well just by hoiking it out if it so somewhere that you yeah. just don't fancy it being, can't you? Yeah. So it's no biggie. Ever so easy. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. And then we've got to think about things about what are we gonna do about got to start have we got to start thinking about Christmas? Gosh. Yeah. So it will be there, won't it? Before we know it, it'll be right. Yeah, I just right think there's something us. really lovely. And when you are cutting things back, and perhaps you're sort of doing your late prune of your hedging, just to kind of think about actually, can I keep that? So, you know, just to, I know it's, it's it, actually often I do this and I have no time to do it and it ends up in the compost bin. <laughs> but just the feeling that I could potentially do something with some of the whips that I take off the hedge. So, you know, just wearing them around and make my own wreaths perhaps. Mm. And just keeping an eye out for any interesting seed heads that would look lovely sprayed gold or silver. I think it's quite a nice thing to do, isn't it? I think it's lovely. Bring the outside yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, the outside has really looked after us this summer, hasn't it? So I want to surround myself and cocoon myself with as much gardenalia as I possibly can. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. To catch up with you in the next few months and see what you've been keeping. Yeah. Or what you've got an eye on. Actually, because, yes, usually around about the beginning of December, I tend to go for a little walk near where I live and cut back a few bits and bobs to take and make a wreath. Yeah. And it's lovely. And it just seems to get bigger and bigger every year i don't know why i think i just love it i love it so much it's it huge so and cones and things like that that you yeah. see around the place so you just sort of gather them up 
so and just use them have a look we've got a we've got i kept all my allium seed heads and they're hanging upside down in the garage so i've never done this i've just seen so many people doing it where they just get a can of spray paint and spray them gold or silver and just chuck them all over their christmas tree so let's see if that is disaster or gorgeous design feat i don't know what what it will be we will see time (laughs) will tell won't it absolutely (laughs) actually it's interesting you say that because i've just cut down some hydrangea heads yes massive hydrangea in my front garden and it's huge and it probably needs to be pruned way back but it had these amazing pink vibrant pink flowers on and every year they just sort of get a bit soggy and then they die and then I watch them you know on the plant throughout the winter time Um, but this year I've I've, hopefully I've caught them in time to to cut them and then dry them because I know they won't obviously keep that vibrant pink but hopefully they'll go a nice purple or something yeah which ones are they? Do you know? They're, they're like know. The, the lace cap tops. So they kind of like have these gorgeous flat heads of blooms. So yes, they're the over, ones. They're yeah, so they're beautiful, the aren't they? Yeah, How are you drying huge. them? Well, I've, I looked online and it's said that you, if you put them in a vase um, with a little bit of water, so you don't dry them out straight away, you don't shock them, I guess, and then put them in a, a dark area. So a shady area, so not in direct sunlight. So I've got them in a part of the kitchen that's kind of hidden by the... The, the, the fridge and touch wood they're okay so I have done it before with, with literally just without any water and they've shrunk and, up really? and not looked very nice at all but I guess this oh, is a slow a way of doing good it good so. tip because I wouldn't do that I would I would have just chucked them upside down in the garage for a bit and, and it would have been an absolute disaster well maybe it? that might work as well I mean, I've got loads left think so. I should try I think it your, your way of doing it sounds much better well I'll let you know next time well because I'm going to try and do it myself touch wood they'll be alright uh, you know, everybody grows hydrangeas. Mm. I've got some, well, not everybody, but I've got a few in my front garden. I might just take your advice and just, just give that a go. So, so. I mean, but it's interesting because I've got the Annabelle ones as well. Yeah. And I, I have, they just I have flop, dried though, don't they? So. Yeah, they do flop, unfortunately. But I tend to cut them and I dry them. But they, yeah. I think, I dried them a couple of years ago and I think I just cut them and bung them in a in a vase without any water and just let them dry on their own. Mm. And they've, they've been fine. But maybe because they're slightly smaller... Flower heads. Well, they're teeny know. tiny little flowers, aren't mm. they? Just in this huge, great balloon of white bloom. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, maybe that's it. They're a smaller sort of petal. Yeah. As it were. So, so they seem to dry in a different way. Makes but perfect sense the way that you're saying it. I'm so, glad you said that. Yeah, it does make I perfect hope, sense. I hope it works because they are beautiful. Those dried hydrangeas, and like you said, you can put them throughout your house, you know, can't you? And, yeah. Or in a, a wreath for Christmas time. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a nice thing to do. Gorgeous. And um, I think we should also be spending a bit of time in our gardens just relaxing. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you do, and I, I wanted, don't think I do well, either. No, not much, but it is quite nice, isn't it, to get your fire pit out, I mm. think. so, And just spend a little bit of time, you know, just into the evening, because soon it's going to be pitch black. Yeah. So just make sure that we just look after ourselves a little bit as well and just spend that little sort of time after the kids have come back from school you get in from work before the clocks change so you know and just really enjoy that evening light so you know around a fire a few few sausages mine will be vegan so (laughs) and just enjoy that time so together so chuck a bit of rosemary on the fire so as you're deadheading and pruning back very nice and you can start you know and i think because that time is important not just for well-being and health, but also so you actually look at what needs doing. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We're whizzing around so much that we don't actually sit and look at our gardens enough, do we? No. And no. 
I tend to look out the window and go, oh, I must go do that and go straight to do it as opposed to enjoy. Yeah, Yeah. and I think if you spend that time and just takes time slow, then you'll really appreciate what you need to change and do in the garden there for you. So, and I think that's through barbecuing. (laughs) It is. When you have people over, you have to stop, don't you, actually? A few glasses of fizzy, just you and the other half and the kids. So, and just enjoy that time and just really sort of study what your garden's up to. Mm. so absolutely and also I think you know this is the time to start kind of relaxing back into it but back out of the garden a little bit in one way as far as deadheading is concerned but that's when you start to when you take that downtime you start considering about things like what am I going to do to make the garden better next year Mm. so I mean I'm certainly going to be ordering some more mulch so and just topping up the mulch levels in my garden do you mulch probably not as much as I should do no, I have got some bags that it, we have a deck at the end of the garden and there's a little area you can go underneath the deck and I have got bags under there. Yeah. But I tend to forget they're under there actually until yeah. it's too late, yeah. you know, wrong time yeah. of year. Yeah. Um, no, I probably should do more of that. That's good yeah. advice. I mean, I'm going to chuck all of that. We've got two hot bins, which I absolutely love. So, And we had those kind of working this summer. So I'm going to start using some garden compost as well. But I always think that the answer to any garden lies in the soil. And the, and the soil in your garden is definitely a garden's engine. So I'm always keen at this time of year where, I can, you know, I can get into the borders a little bit without causing too much damage to my beautiful blooms and just kind of chuck around a bit of compost a bit of bark chip mulch, whatever, a bit of leaf mould, a bit of mushroom compost, just to sort of keep the nutrient going down into the soil and opening it up. So it would be taken down by earthworms and rain. And as the, as the soil gets colder, it will open up a little bit and it will just feed that engine. It's kind of like the petrol of the soil, I think. Mulch, get it out from under your deck, Claire. I know. So, I will. Yeah. I promise I will. Because I think that's the problem with... with the autumn coming on, you know, tidy the garden up as much as I can. And then I just kind of leave it because I don't enjoy it as much. Obviously, I'm not in it as much. But um, I will try and do more, I think, to prepare it for next year because I, I don't always do as much as I should do to do that. Do you know what I like about autumn as well? And this is going to sound terribly shallow. is getting your jumpers out yeah. and your hats and all of those things. So, And I think the sort of, it's a bit like I haven't run for a bit, I confess. But when I've got new trainers or new gym kit, then you'll see me t- <laughs> doing exercise and I think if you've got a really nice woolly jumper that you've taken out I don't know from the loft or you've even bought a new one it's a really nice opportunity to get out and do some gardening maybe get some new gardening gloves as well so if you've got just one small low-cost item that you can get out there and just use you want to use it yeah actually and for me good thick socks yeah I really feel the cold and so yeah. my feet get frozen in a pair of wellies yeah so I have to have a good pair of yeah gardening socks so. it's a fashion opportunity it is. as well <laughs> isn't go. it fashion yeah. opportunity <laughs> and the weeding that's another thing that we need to do just make sure that we make get, get rid of all of those weeds before they set seed the wrong type of seed all over the garden isn't it, it so is. you know what's that phrase mm. you know that phrase something like walk past a weed and it'll cast a thousand seeds or something so that's a thousand weed seedlings so and now the borders are kind of starting to get to a lower ebb it means we can get in there and just hoik out those weeds that we couldn't get to earlier in the season and easier now they're a little bit softer to pull out because of the rain actually yeah you can just literally go out and just put not bindweed of course and my garden is just like kind of bindweed a go-go in corners in corners 
so annoying, really isn't annoying. it? And it grows so fast. Oh, yeah. I hate it. But you just yeah. got to keep on top of it. So little and often, little and often. That's the thing. Little and often of gardening, and a little and often of sitting down and enjoying that gorgeous love. So another thing we could do in September is is look at our pots, I suppose, because this year I planted instead of planting flowers in my pots, which is what I tend to do every year. Uh, I couldn't get hold of the seeds, so I planted lettuce. Loads of lettuce, loads of different varieties of salad lettuce. We've still got it. It's, well, it's, I think it's about to go to seed, but we've had loads of it. And it's been fantastic. And actually, I might do it again next year. But that's not going to last through the winter. It is, though, actually. Because really? there's loads of winter lettuces that you can oh, sow. Okay. Absolutely loads of them. So, you know, if you just put it into Google, all the seed sellers are selling winter salads. So, oh. for sure. So, okay. I'm trying to think of the, some of the names of them, but um, there are tons of them. I've got some in, in here that I'm. You don't have to, to protect say. them at all or cover no, them no, with no, anything? No, they're perfectly hardy. This is what I, these are my few things that I, I'm going to sow. I'm going to sow these this weekend, but what are they? Here we go. So, shard, beetroot, of course. Oh, yes. So, you can sow those. There you go. So, clitania, winter purslane, miner's lettuce. That okay. Will, that will Better continue that. through the uh, winter. Pak choy. So, really? That'll go throughout yeah, the winter? so absolutely. Okay. Winter density lettuce. Okay. So, you know... The name's in the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it away. Yeah. Arctic oh, king. So we can still keep sowing salad and growing it all the way through the winter. Isn't that fun? Love it. So we'll Perfect. do that. So we can do that. Pots will still have lettuce in. <laughs> That's great. But you can also plant, start planting bulbs. I'll start thinking yeah. about what bulbs you want to plant. Do you know, I love bulbs for so many reasons because mm. they extend that season of yeah. interest, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah. and um, you know, I want I want interest all the way through the year, not just for me, but to provide um, pollen for early season pollinators and bees and the like. So, you know, we mustn't forget about things like um, our snowdrops. Yeah. So, and I think in pots, if you're using things like that in pots, the really tiny bulbs, they're really elevated to the eye aren't they yeah. so on a table what could be nicer than looking at a whole load of snowdrops or crocuses i know they don't last very long but there are so many different colors around as well like i've got some orange crocuses at the front which i've got a raised bed as i as i drive in in the spring and they're just up and welcoming home right at the you know very early oh, a lovely the punch of, of a color as well early yeah. season yeah. color but there's tons of things that we should be planting or thinking about planting. Daffs. Mm. Do you like daffs? Do you grow daffs? Yes, I do. Mm. But I tend to grow... I don't like the really bright, bright ones. I tend yeah. to grow a slightly muted yeah. colour one, sort of paler yellow. Yeah, um, same. I like Talia and Howera. So. I don't know the name of the yeah, ones that I have. So, Some of them are cream, some of them mm. are yeah, just really beautiful. And also them smaller types as well. Yeah. So they're not just... My garden's small. If I had a huge estate or a lake, I would do that mm. whole shebang of oh, thousands amazing, of them. Yeah. So, but that's a very different thing. But, oh, goodness me, there are so many plants that we should be you know, thinking about. And if oh, you're clever... Yeah. You could you could then work each month. Couldn't you have something every month yeah. going through from January, pretty yeah. much all the way through. Absolutely, the and it's called a bulb lasagna, essentially in pots. So you put mm -hmm. your biggest bulbs at the bottom. I mean, people grow all sorts of things. You know, um, things like uh, fritillarias. So yes. obviously, you, you know the checkerboard ones, yes, the Meliagris, the beautiful, the beautiful yeah. ones. But yeah. there's some gorgeous ones like Imperialis, which grow these stonking, huge, great flower heads. Really intense colour absolutely amazing so they're really good to be planting we plant them now um we can some lilies are available now although i tend to okay. plant mine in spring so we should be thinking about that too um and then tulips yeah 
I mean, tulip season, that can be going from April all the way through until getting into June. And there's such an array of different sorts of tulips to be growing. I'm, I've, I've ordered, and this is that you must get your orders in, but at a really intense pink um, tulip. It's called Nightclub. <laughs> couldn't resist it. That's a brilliant name. <laughs> I couldn't resist it. So sometimes oh, you're just kind great. of completely enticed by the name of, yeah. the, of the bulbs. They're very clever, the breeders, aren't they? But tulips, do you know when you should really plant them? Well, no, this was something I was going to ask you because... Someone who doesn't like getting too cold in the in you know out in the garden because I get such cold feet. Um, I probably plant them a bit earlier than I should. When's the best yeah. time? I mean, honestly, sometimes you'll get away with it. That's you know, rules are there to be broken. So, <laughs> but rules are meant to be broken. But the very best time to plant them is actually in November, and there's good reason in that because there you know the 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 garden is full of all sorts of bacteria and fungi. A lot of it beneficial, some of it you know detrimental to our plants or to, or to us sometimes. So, but there is this thing called tulip fire. So, and that kind of is a bacteria or fungal disease that kind of remains in the soil. So if you've got it, what you need is it to be um, killed off by the frost because what that likes to feast upon is obviously tulips. So if it's killed off by the first frost and you plant in November, then it means when that emerging bulb comes out, it isn't going to be sort of contaminated. So, you know, when you're putting the tulip in, to ground at that time of year you kind of there is no tulip fire kind of person and, and around, out and about and out to scoff your tulips any earlier in the season october you're taking a chance i didn't know that so That's yeah. interesting. i mean if you plant them in pots you could plant it with all new compost mm. but who can be asked with that yeah so it's a lot of work it is a lot yeah. of work and i like to kind of keep a lot of things going i grow a lot of perennials in pots mm. so i like to plant the tulips just in amongst those perennials that will kind of come up and show off before the perennials have even come up yeah. out of the ground so and it's the same with your borders so you know if we're planting now and then we're gonna have something to look forward to if the squirrels don't get them first mm. <laughs> that is a problem in my garden too, which is why I'm thinking of pots. I'm hoping if yeah. I can put them in pots and maybe put some other plants on top. You could put to hide some kind them. of netting on top Your of them netting. as well, yeah. can you? Yeah. As well. Although, you know, squirrels, if they're hungry enough or they're around here, we're fortunate, there's there's a lot to feast on, isn't there? Mm. So but they'll sometimes go through wire as well. Crikey. Yeah. Well actually having said that they did go through our Wi-Fi wire almost. There you are. <laughs> a month so or they so sharp ago. little teeth. They sharp little teeth. Yeah, really. So sharp. yeah, they ate all of my gorgeous. Um, I was I was really looking forward to spring green mm. tulips in my front garden last year, but didn't get a single oh, one. No. So, but I'm going to try again. I am going to try again. So I won't be defeated <laughs> by the squirrel massive. So where's a good place to buy bulbs or, or get some ideas about what bulbs oh, you want gosh, to plant? there's so much online, isn't there now? So mm. absolutely. I mean, I always I love reading a book. So, you know, and the magazines are full of them at the moment. Yes, they are. They? Yeah. So absolutely. But if you look at places, I buy almost all my bulbs from Peter Nissen. I just love Karen up there. She's so helpful. And I like to look at what's new. So I really do. And this year I'm going to be growing lots of Dutch irises. So, and they are some of the most extraordinary colours. I have to tell you about them actually. So, because you know irises, they're usually in the big kind of corms of rhizomes and mm -hmm. they have those flat layers. Well, these are tiny, tiny bulbs, smaller than a tulip bulb. And they literally grow in the most spectacular colours, just like an iris that you'd expect from a rhizome, without all the need to kind of keep them hot and heated and in the sunshine and bake. Just pop them in the 
ground. So, you know, always at kind of a third of their depth, so two sizes of the bulb above of soil, and then your bulb. So um, plant them deep. And yeah, amazing colours. Anyway, I was telling you about shopping, naughty spends. <laughs> so I like to buy mine from Peter Nissen, but Farmer Gracie is really good as well. And I love Sarah Raven's mm. collections. They are fantastic. And it's so good and heartening to know that all of her bulbs are all trialled at Perch Hill, where she gardens from. So, and um, yeah, I really admire her for tulips and bulbs of all sorts. I get so excited when I see her catalogue come through my letter box because it's just such a joy to look through. You know, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, porn. It's really <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. It's so beautiful. And did you know that some tulips, they're scented as well? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and daffs, of course, you know yes. about the jonquils yeah, yeah. and things. But, yeah, some tulips, they're scented. Ballerina, one of the most spectacular okay. tulips of all, has got a scent. It's just beautiful. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. Yeah. I'll definitely plant some of those yeah. this year. So I think, you know, get that catalogue. Please mm. listen to a catalogue as well if you're not kind of interested in, in looking at screens in bed. I know I like to turn mine off at some point. <laughs> and just have a good old browse, you know, daydreaming of uh, of the bulbs that you could be planting now and get your orders in it would give you good sweet dreams wouldn't it absolutely yeah and something to look forward to you yeah. know something to look forward to yeah that's what i love about gardening there's always something isn't there to I look do. forward to well i think we've covered a lot of stuff I'm for sure, september i'm sure there's stuff we've missed i'm sure there's stuff we've missed people listening yeah. will be tearing their hair out thinking, <laughs> but what about this and that yeah. but that's why we want to hear from people yes yeah, so it? yeah please do get in touch we really would love to hear from you whether you just like to say hi or if you have a question or would like some advice um you can leave a message on petersfield 555 500 that's 01730 or if you'd like to email us you can email us at team at shineradio.uk With Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll feel those ribs expand. And okay, then... I'm doing it, I'm doing Are it. Are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Cox this morning. What could be better? Good morning, it's good to be with you. I'm Harrison RB. It's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, <laughs> you're doing okay. <laughs> I'm so with you, Vicky. <laughs> Rise and Shine, weekday mornings from 6, with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.